Into the Zeitgeist, the comedic research podcast, is funded by you. Thank you. If you want to learn how to support the show, go to patreon.com slash WDM1. Hello and hi. Welcome to Into the Zeitgeist. Today is the 24th day of March 2021. My name is David Waters and I'm joined by my friend and colleague Shannon. The Shannon, please. please. Bachman. Shannon, I, I really enjoyed the Shannon, please. I didn't think the cadence was going to be right. Shannon, please. Yeah. yeah. And we were going to do the meh one. And meh. I was like, you know, I, you I like this say one it right just then. Thank God we didn't do that. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Welcome to Into the Zeitgeist. This is a new podcast. Shannon and I, we decided to start. Yes. Very, very excited about it. We, you know, Shannon, probably for the last like two what was it? What was it? The last two, like almost two, three weeks, we've been doing this Amanda show research. David, I feel we've like it's of, been, been, it's kind been of fin- like a month. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I've well, been I've been one trying to figure out the workflow for it. Yes. So. And so, and I guess for the Amanda show specifically, what we're about to talk about, that was probably like two or three weeks. But for the show itself, we really spent some time trying to think about what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Let's pitch it to you. Into the Zeitgeist, it's a, our bi-weekly comedic research podcast where we explore touchstones of the past and drag them back up to be talked about and should kind of yeah, dig through the past. Absolutely. But the inception of it was, you know, I have the You Haven't Seen That Movie podcast and I was looking to start another one. I do like, I love my movie podcast, but I was looking to do something else. Yeah, And because of that, I was trying to find a co-host. I was doing it by myself with the rotating guest chair. Yeah. Uh, but for the other podcasts I wanted to do, I definitely wanted to have a co-host, like a, a normal co-host. So and one of the first people that I thought of was Shannon. <laughs> definitely. She's so smart. And I don't know if you listened to it, but the Borat podcast. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. You should see the stats on that one. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, so that's kind of like the story. Like, I don't know, Shannon, like, what did, what what did you think whenever I first came to you? I was so excited because I really, and I told you earlier today, I've been re-listening to the Borat podcast for personal reasons. And I was listening to it and I was just like, oh my God, we're good. We're good together. We're like Regis and Kelly, like (laughs) R.I.P. But that's like what... I don't know. I mean, that's I what Kelly? it is. <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah. you Kelly? Yeah, I'm I mean, Kelly. You're Regis. Yeah, yeah you're definitely Oops. Regis. Oops. Gender benders. Hey, hey. It's all, I'm all about that. <laughs> but for real, like, I was really listening to that. And, I, and when you asked me, I was just kind of like, yes, thank God, yes. Because I feel like... I've never, I would never in my life beat Watto, our other friend, at anything. <laughs> and I feel oh. like I beat him. <laughs> no offense, Watto, I love you. Please be on every other episode. I love you so much. But I was just so happy. I was like, 
yes, like this is something I want to commit to. I miss researching. I miss just like educating myself, doing that research for myself. And I'm, I was really excited when you asked me and I'm really excited to be a part of this and to explore, you know, like you said, touch sins of the past. How are we going to make them relevant again? Right. Yeah. I would say for me, yeah, definitely. It's going like kind of sifting through the, I don't know, the catalog of my life essentially. And, you know, it's not always going to be that case with the topics that we have on the show. I would say, you know, it may skew more of like what we like. Oh yeah, absolutely. As in topic ideas. However, like I still, you know, you have uh, just to give you know a little background. If you didn't listen to the Borat podcast, that uh, you know Shannon went to graduate school. Um, what'd you go for? <laughs> so I studied um, English. I focused in rhetoric, which I guess I was supposed to say earlier, David. What is actually the rhetorical purpose of this podcast? Um, and you know, I think at the end of the day, really, it goes hand in hand with what our goals are. And I think rhetoric is just a way, or maybe a particular path of exploring certain things and certain objects, artifacts, you know, really anything, you name it, you can explore it through a rhetorical perspective. And they're all going to be different. And probably something that you'll hear me say often on the show it'll probably be inseparable at some point is this phrase i learned in college which is a way of seeing is also a way of not seeing oh interesting okay and so like it's very sage exactly like one perspective is not going to be another perspective one identity is not another identity and we talk a lot about this actually in the borat podcast mm-hmm. on david's you haven't seen this uh seen that sorry yeah, but- you haven't seen that movie podcast mm-hmm. and i think you know i don't know check that out maybe because i think that'll give you a lot of background to who we are yeah i i think it does give a good background into how why i admire you so much <laughs> is because uh I, I go into it into that podcast but i'll go into it here is because we had a conversation in like oh, i don't know like early college late high school that uh, shannon and i had known one another for since like i don't know like middle school or something right. like that. i don't know but you've always had like you told me one time in this conversation that you really enjoyed Reddit. I can't even, like I said, I don't even remember the specifically what you said to me, but what I took away from it is that you really loved rhetoric and that it it got me thinking about rhetoric that I really hadn't thought of a way before. And I've always thought of it since. And so I think doing this and sifting through one, you know, our past catalogs of life, essentially. And then two, kind of drifting outside of it. You said it right before I got my bachelor's in history. And if if you know me, you know me. I bounced majors six times in college. So Me too, uh, David. Did you really? For real. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I went from poli-sci, communications, counseling, and then like, I finally settled on English. Oh, okay. I'll tell you my whole. It started off as a business major, then it went I to math. That. Math with teacher I certificate, computer science, political science, history. You know, I honestly don't even think I understood when you got to the history point. I was just at your graduation, like, I'm here. Oh, I did see you. I did see you. Yeah, you were hanging out with my family. <laughs> Being wild and crazy (laughs) shit. That was like a total accident, too. I feel like, did you graduate the same year JT did? 
I think so. 2017? I feel like JT told me to come to graduate. Someone else besides you told me to come to graduation, oh, so I was there. I see. And this Two birds, one stone. Super embarrassing, and David's probably realizing why we probably didn't even need a topic for our first episode right about now. <laughs> but I got invited to graduation. It was JT, you, and then my roommate's boyfriend, Tanner, who was like Tanner, right, right next to right. you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this. And I got myself a vitamin water and I poured <laughs> half of it out and filled half of it with champagne and walked right into that stadium. And I walked nice, there nice. from my apartment. I was like, I can walk there. And I Bro, Were you living over by um, TWU at the time? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so but far. I was like, I'm not going to drink and drive. I'm just going to walk there with my just simple vitamin water that's half Water, I mean, that's a good idea. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> yep, I saw if it was a good, if it was good weather in that stadium, and I just I was like Ooh. right above your family. I was drinking. It was it was December that I graduated, so it was nice yes. and cold. Yes, I or, remember. Well, maybe you know, probably just mild. Yeah, it was mild. I remember wearing a skirt, a cute shirt, and a jacket, and oh, that was very comfortable. Yeah, you're right. You had the beanie on. Yes, I, remember. I had a beanie. I had on. pictures around here somewhere. Oh. I have my UNT sweater on, actually, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Shannon, do you have any personal goals that you'd like for the podcast before we kind of jump into the Amanda show? You know, I think for me, is there are all these, you call them touchstones. I also kind of think of them as, like, nuggets of, like, these things that kind of, like, haunt my brain that I'm like, I know this thing affected me when I was a kid, and I feel like it's relevant to me today. And I feel like already with all of the topics we plan on covering in the future and, you know, the one we're covering today, like, I just think, you know, it, it's got this kind of haunting presence that kind of reminds you of, like, what made you who you are. Oh, good fucking point, Shannon. <laughs> good fucking point. We'll get we'll get into it later, definitely. But I'm, I'm a fan of, of Josh Peck. And yeah. he was a part of the show. So, like... Huge fan, huge fan. Like Drake and Josh. Oh my god. Exactly. Oh, like uh, on repeat when I was younger. But nonetheless, we'll get into it later. But um, <laughs> definitely, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Uh, stuff haunts me, and exactly. uh, definitely like digging through my psyche and figuring out why it, why I am who I am. It builds your why, identity. Yeah, exactly. It's in. Oh, I don't want to. I keep saying this, but that Borat episode is that's just something we hone in on over and over and over again. Is like all these different nuggets of your life compose your identity and that yeah. affects the way you respond to the world. And I think when we and our, you know, very similar age group look back on those things that affected us, I just think that as we explore that idea, we're just going to kind of see like all of the nuances that have evolved from that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. I couldn't have said it better myself. You're welcome. Yeah. Curtsy or bow. Yes. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Shannon, let's move into some updates. I kind of wanted to give a little context on, you kind of heard a, a little nugget before. Shannon didn't hear it because I'm going to pre-record it later, but Waters Media is Waters now a thing. Media. Yeah. Did I ever tell you? You um, told me about this and it's so funny to me because I just think Waters, I got where you were coming from, but I just can't help but think of... Um, Durs, like the shit. <laughs> the workaholic show. 
I have I have vibes of that. Yes, I, I got and vibes that's of that. the vibe. So I was just like, you know, fuck it. That's what I feel. It's what's right. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking of it, it was kind of like an epiphany moment, and it it was so strong of an epiphany moment that I was just like, hey, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go with it. Like fuck it. When people say my la- my last name's Waters, but some people in the south goddamn it they you know don't say their t sometimes and it's like <laughs> waters with a d yes. instead of a t and i i was like yeah i got to write that down i got to write that it's down it's like a water burger <laughs> good point good point yeah yeah i like i like the comparison i love water burger oh my god Man, you're making me hungry now you're saying like from the south that's that's where that comes from mm-hmm. water burger water burger water burger <laughs> Waters. <laughs> Water. So, yeah, nonetheless, yeah. So this is a new venture that I've, I've stepped into it. doing a total of three podcasts. This one into the zeitgeist being one of them. The other one is the You Haven't Seen That Movie podcast. That's, the, you know, the original one, the OG one. Yes. And then I also have a D&D podcast. It's called D&D One Versus One. Uh, I thought that one was cool because you don't see a lot of people playing with. You always see these people playing with like a big group. You played D&D with us a long I time did, ago. I oh, my did. gosh. I have some anticipation oh. for this one. I'm ready for it, David. Yeah, very excited. When was the when's that first episode being released? Uh, so that one's going to be weekly, and this one's going to be bi-weekly. So awesome. it's going to be on like a the movie podcast and our podcast. It's going to be like rotating back and forth. So one week it'll be movie, one week it'll be us. But the D&D one's going to be every week, and it's going to be shorter. That's so you can support it actually you can get it early each episode all three podcasts and get that early by going to the patreon page that i created at patreon.com slash wdm1 i made it catchy it's so simple it's just like four characters wdm1 wdm1 that's all you need to know but yeah that's where our other podcasts live those two that i just mentioned that's where you can submit your questions your comments uh, concerns thoughts and topic ideas to the show so i tell a lot of lies so please call me out on them why do you say that well i've been meaning to bring this up for like a while but mm-hmm. in the bora episode i told a lie oh yeah <laughs> I know. controversial <laughs> and i felt so bad because i just it was like a rumor i heard i thought isla fisher mm-hmm. and jenna fisher were, were sisters so isla fisher is sasha baron cohen's wife Jenna Fisher is Pam on The Office. I <gasps> sure. You did tell me that. Yeah, I, I think Fisher's I told somebody about that. Famous. I don't know what all she's in, but to me, I Shannon. thought they were sisters, and then I googled it later, and I found out they weren't. And I felt like shit. Do you and- know how much you know how much like misinformation is spread by like accident? <laughs> what? But <laughs> they could be sisters. <laughs> Possibly. They look similar. You I fooled mean, me, but I'm gullible. So it's exactly. like. Yeah. So that's a rumor I'm willing to start. They can own it or not. They were in the office in the same episode fighting over Jim. My <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. This is me just owning my sins. Sorry. Oh, no. It's good. It's good. Honestly, this is one thing that I want on this podcast. I want us to purge our sins here on this podcast. That been on me Ooh, okay. For a while. Okay. Uh, what? Purging your sins? No. Oh, oh, that. I was like, oh my God. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, talk with, let's do something. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. I'm dead. Okay. Well, so, yeah, Shannon, let's hop into it. So, Perdi- sh- wait, time out. Purging our sins can be a segment on the podcast. 
Purging our sins. Yes. Oh my God, I'm writing that round. I'm I'm writing that round. Oh my you're, God. You're hearing it live, folks. Purging our sins is going to be a new segment. I've gone. So next episode, we're going to hear from David. Oh my God. I'm writing it down right now. You can hear my pen being clicked and me. Y'all don't know this, but I have a fucked up pinky and it's hard for me to write on my notepad. God damn, that took me a long time to write down. I may have cut that out, but God damn, did that take me a long time to write down. Oh my God, I'm here um, for this though. God, that's the best idea I've ever had. Okay. Shannon, uh, let's get into today's topic of conversation. The Amanda Show. Please. Nice, nice. I like that one. I'm really uh, proud of myself because I can't usually do voices. I feel like I please. nailed that. That's that. Oh yeah, you nailed it. I'm better than my other one earlier. Thank you. So the Amanda Show is a American live action sketch comedy and variety show created by Dan Schneider that aired on Nickelodeon from October 16th, 1999 to September 21st, 2002. Yeah, it was a spinoff from all that, and it, it starred Amina Bynes, Drake Bell, and Nancy Sullivan alongside John. I'm going to probably mess his name up. Kassir? Yeah. Uh, Raquel Lee and Josh Peck. So, Shannon, I'm, I'm going to ask you, uh, what do you remember of The Amanda Show? Like, I want, I want, I want that raw, like, uh, what do you remember? Try to forget all of the research that you did in this last <laughs> month of it. I know, I know. And for me, too, like, I, I'm sorry, I kind of got thrown off earlier. I was thinking about that date, September 21, 2002, like, as the last episode date. Like, ooh, that kind of threw me off for a second. And I think we're going to revisit that later as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was in syndication way later as well. So. For sure. So, 1999, I would have been around seven. Honestly, like... Mm. Seven, eight, nine. Like, I was really into like television, definitely Nickelodeon. I will be honest and say I was more of a Disney kid, and we can come back and revisit that part of myself later. Definitely. But the Amanda show really does like hold a special place in my like deep, dark memory because I just remember like when there was nothing else on, it's what was on. And. So, yeah, there are so many, like, touchstones, as we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm, nuggets mm -hmm. or just these, like, pieces of the show that are so vivid in my mind and my memory that mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you just, you watch Judge Judy and you're triggered and you remember Judge Trudy or, yes. like, yes. Um, there's just so many things, like infomercials. There, what was it? Oh, it was the the commercials that they did. Exactly. Um, I had no idea. Whenever we were doing the research, you invited me over one day, and we watched a few episodes of The Amanda Show, and I think one of all that or something. And one of the commercials, or like faux commercials that they had in there, was like uh, pants that had popcorn. Oh my that God, just made yes. popcorn, and they would like they would like open up their, their uh, like waistline and like pour like butter and shit down it. I had no idea where I knew that from. It was like just a, a random thought that I had had. And I was like, yes. where do I know that from? Where did that know from? And then I, wait, you know, I watched that episode. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. In prior conversations to watching that, I couldn't tell you that I remembered it. That's how vague it is. Right. I almost feel like watching the Amanda show is almost like a kind of, reverse deja vu okay 
do you hear me? Like, yeah. you know when you have deja vu and you're like, oh, I've seen this before. When you go to watch the Amanda show when you're almost 30 years old, you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. that. Okay. It's like the fucking life source of nostalgia, essentially. Yeah. It's like it's like you didn't know about it prior, but now that it's, you know, back and, to it. And there's so many things that do that for you, but I think for us... When we thought about the Amanda show, there was so there were so many nuances to it that we were like this, that, the popcorn pants, the hillbillies, blah, 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 blah. We'll go into more of it later. But I think that's really what made us be like the Amanda show's our first episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It, it really stuck out whenever we were going through short lists that we do have yeah. at the moment. And I think that instilled the most nostalgic points, uh, so to speak. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely first. I personally, I wasn't big into it. However, it was on. The, yeah. the Nickelodeon channel was around, you know, either yeah. at a friend's house or, you know, uh, there were sparse times when we were growing up that we had cable and, or, you know, lived with somebody that had cable or whatever. And I'd watched the Amanda show, but it was more about Josh Peck. Oh. Drake and Josh is a, oh my God, such nostalgic show for me. Absolutely. Um, I watched that one on repeat. That's where a lot of my humor comes from. Have you ever seen that one meme where there's two, there's, you know, the classic Megan one. Oh, absolutely. Um, but then there's also that one about lobsters where people are changing the individual letters oh my God. in the sentence to make it say something else. Yeah. I think it's so stupid, but it's like. I always smile. I always, uh, you know, smirk a little bit whenever I see one of those pass by. On yeah, my feed, so. absolutely. Because it's like it just brings that feeling up for you. Because the last time, aside from us planning to do this podcast, the last time you watched that shit was when you were a kid. Oh. Mm, no, I'm sure it was like a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I felt nostalgic and want to watch uh, Drake and Josh. Okay, well, that's fair. But Ian, to, you know, bring it back to the point of the podcast into the zeitgeist is like, that's kind of what's so special about like what English majors might call our chaotic moment. So Kairos is kind of like an so in the Explain moment. that for me. I don't know what yeah. that means. So Kairos is kind of like an in the moment form of rhetoric, like what's happening right now that's like making this artifact relevant. And so, yeah, so something can have a chaotic moment. It's in a sense, that's kind of like the verb of bringing something into the zeitgeist. So that may be that thematic. Thematic purpose. That might be what it is. And I just think that. When you think, like, you just think back, like, you think about popcorn pants, you think about the hillbilly moment on the Amanda show, or for David, who is a little bit younger than me, which I don't know if we've talked about that yet, and I think kind of makes a difference in between my appreciation for the Amanda show and David's appreciation for Drake and Josh, because I do appreciate both shows, but for me, the Amanda show stuck with me, and that could also maybe be, because I'm a girl and David's a guy, that could also be the Possibly. case. Who knows? Sexist, we'll get to that, maybe. Sorry, maybe I'm sexist. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm just kidding. Um, but Shanna is 2021. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just think when like we think about these things and how, like we were kind of saying earlier, like these things form our identity and how we react to the world, and that just kind of, I don't know. That's what motivates not just our podcast, but like why we would want to talk about the show, like the Amanda show. Mm, yes. Yes. 
Uh, again, another very good point. I'm I'll, sorry. And I'll leave going it at off that. On no, uh, remind me. Uh, remind me of that phrase again. Chaotic. Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. So it's Cairo. Kairos Kyro. is a website. It's K A I R O S. I'm pretty sure if you type that into Google, it'll bring up our website. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I've heard it like Kairos, Cairo, chaotic. Maybe I made that up, but I'll not because we be making up stuff and rhetoric all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the but point, right? I'm just it's kind of just like, what is the rhetorical purpose of something that you're looking at in the current moment? Mm-hmm. I hate the idea of people saying, that was a rhetorical question. Like, fuck off. All questions are ah, rhetorical. Essentially. Essentially. Right. Like... So in the Amanda show, there's a skit where it's like the hillbillies. And if you've ever seen the show, you know of the hillbilly scene where like the guy is like, I don't know. what's. Do you remember the example we watched, David? Like she's like, knock, knock. And the guy's like, severed leg. And she goes, severed leg. And he goes, severed leg who? And like severed leg who? Is that Um, not the stupidest question you've ever heard in your life? But that represents that character's identity sure and so to me to say something's a rhetorical question oh okay stupid nice that's a good point sorry i just went off on another tangent using the Mm -hmm. advantage as an example but it's like Uh, yeah i definitely get i uh, there's definitely another side of that coin where people are intentionally being that way exactly that pisses me off like you can go be pretentious somewhere else Mm -hmm. i'm not i don't Mm -hmm. have time for that right (laughs) <laughs> but then there's actually people who genuinely don't. It's actually a genuine question. Sure, yeah. Or, and, the, and you know, when that is the case, I don't know. I just, it, it's interesting it's how. something to think about, definitely. Different, artic- different artifacts make you shift your judgment. Agreed. Yeah. New evidence. New evidence. Absolutely. That's a great way to put that. Yeah. But I, I really do think people who are in our age group, this is something they haven't thought about in a while. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about it, they're going to see how it influences kind of the way we think about things and react to things today, even though it's been so long since we've watched it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are just two people. I would like to have input from... The audience or just, uh, you know, anybody in general. That's, you know, why we were, you know, absolutely piling up all those, you know, different sources or you'll see it in the show notes. You'll, you can go to any of the links there and check them out. But the Amanda show kind of started with, you know, Dan Schneider, at least he's like, uh, yes, he, you know, just to give some context, there was another segment in there that he, Amanda was giving this one old guy prank calls. He was calling, uh, oh, yeah. she was calling her and it, it was, you know, just stupid childish stuff that Amanda was calling him about, but always frustrated him. He had the crazy hair, like kind of like Albert Einstein and had the mustache. Wait, and, that guy in that thing was Dan Schneider? Yeah, that's Dan oh Schneider. Oh my God. Okay. I do recall reading. He was like very, he was a lot of guests roles like yeah yeah he was in it quite a guest bit. roles he was in quite a bit of them mm-hmm. i do recall reading that so that's really funny to me that he's that guy i guess like in my head that's not really what i pictured him as as i was researching dan schneider who i think he also kind of was the brain behind all that which we can talk about in a second the amanda show was kind of a spin-off ish of um but it's just funny to me because if you look up Dan Schneider, 
You're going to find some stuff about him, David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read a little bit. There is no, you know, peer-reviewed evidence but if you look up Dan Schneider and you look up a lot of his work there and there is an article on the Internet. I think David may have it linked uh, in the podcast. Yeah. And it, you know, kind of calls Dan Schneider out on Certainly. his interests in uh, the feminine foot. Yeah. Is there a foot sexier eye. way to say feet. foot? <laughs> the feminine feet. I don't, feet, know. I don't know. Feet eye. I don't, I don't know. know. If you know how to say day. feet in French, please um, yeah. message that to me. Yeah, and that's, let the, me that's the one thing know. that I did read. And that was like really weird because I'm like thinking about like and kind of, I don't know, from the Amanda show on, it's kind of been like, because I think he was a part of like Zoe 101. I think he was a part yes. of Sam and Cat. I think he was a part of a few others. Yes. And so, yeah. So to kind of like backtrack a bit um, in the Amanda show, I, I don't think this is something um, that we were going to hone in on a whole bunch. But in the Amanda show, there was this weird and and David kind of alluded to it, to it earlier. Um <laughs> I don't know if it's weird. There was a unique sketch that was kind of a continuation of itself. You know, if David remembers me writing about this or telling him about it, or I honestly don't even know if we revisited an episode that included this sketch, but it was called Moody's Point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. become very familiar with it. I, <laughs> I was not familiar before. but Yeah. So it was like in select episodes, but in, every time it occurred, it was like a continuation of itself. And Dan Schneider in very like a lot of interviews, he talks about how this show is a spoof of Dawson's Creek. Have you watched that? I know of it. I've never you seen know it. of it? What's the what's the... That's the best teen drama you can recall, or the most relevant teen drama you can recall. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> You've never watched uh, a teen drama. Oh, what's that one where Drake's paralyzed? Oh my god, Degrassi. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you probably, go. probably that one. of Degrassi, just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. So, <laughs> it's like this dramatization of like a teen thing, which is funny to think about, because if you think about Degrassi, which is a great example, like that show, if you're... 25 to 30 watching Degrassi you're like this is hilarious you're watching it because it's funny to you now it was serious to us back then it was serious to us back then and Drake's paralyzed oh my god oh my god exactly exactly and that's what David is hitting on is the fact that Moody's point was making fun of that it was making fun of how seriously we took shows like Dawson's Creek and Degrassi it was making fun of us for that and if you go back and watch it today i swear to god you will cry laughing because you're like oh my god like it hit this note it hit that note oh i just needed to get that out of my system because it's just so true that was what i was gonna say about moody's point is that that was my whole point to that whole monologue was Mm -hmm. that there's a point where this uh person gets their toe cut off and the toe is just a reoccurring theme and i'm like but fetish fetish. that's why why it was the toe and not the finger (laughs) there you go david bing anyways bing bang boom moving on (laughs) let's continue on with this uh dan schneider he was writer on good burger that's kind of like where he's start oh let's get really? off the foot let's get off the foot fetish okay, thing yes. oh my god yeah so 
like I said, Dan Schneider, he was a writer, uh, or at least that's, you know, for my separate research, that's what I saw that he, you know, that it was first a part of, he was a writer on good burger. And then that, you know, was so popular that it spun off into Kenan and Cal. Right. I personally never watched Kenan and Cal. Really? A good burger is on the list for the podcast, uh, the oh. movie podcast. So that's definitely something I want to try out here I'm soon. Sure orange soda. That's like a thing. Um, but it's interesting to me. So good. Uh, Keenan and Kel came before all that. Is that right? I believe there is some overlap. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Cause Ke- you know, Keenan has been famous for so long. So Keenan's the bigger guy and kills the like, okay, skinny so guy. Okay. So Keenan, he's, he was in all that. Right. And Dan Schneider, you know, was along with him. I think from this point on, he was a producer. From what I was reading, he committed himself to behind the scene camera work for production. Right, right, right. Yes, that's right for all that. You know, started working on all that and, you know, kind of had that tangential thing with, you know, Keenan. Did Kel, was Kel on all that? He, I th- I believe he was. Remember in that episode he wa- we watched the one episode. I know you didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I believe that Kel was in it. Okay, yeah, at the very beginning, yeah. along with those two. Yeah, start Amanda Bynes. Boom. Yeah, she was. She was. I forget the technical name that they have for people who rotate, but. Yeah, Amanda was just like an interstitial character. A reoccurring. Yeah, reoccurring, you know. Yeah. I guess I kind of want to go into this before we kind of talk more about her, but mm-hmm. because it's interesting to think about how Keenan has consistently been in all these shows. And then when you think about all that as, you know, the sketch comedy series for kids, that's what it was. And then Keenan Today is on Saturday Night Live, which is sketch comedy for adults. I know. I noticed that the other day, but I didn't write it down. Yeah, he's on SNL. It's crazy. Yeah, like it, it's interesting to me how that's kind of full circle there and how it parallels kind of exactly, a bit. exactly. And how you think of specifically all that. And I think it's important that we have this conversation because it's very well, it's not very important, but it's, it's interesting to distinguish all that from the Amanda show in the way that there's sort of these like mixture of sketches that you have and all that in Friday Saturday Night Live. Yes, it's very variety. Um, there's also another word for it. Vaudeville. Vaudeville show. Uh, and I mean, that's not really even what I'm trying to say, because you have all these different characters, whereas then you have the Amanda show and you have like this one consistent character who's in each different sketch, who's right. in each different piece. And it it's almost like a string that ties that together into like a theme. Whereas like all that in Saturday Night Live kind of distinguish themselves from that kind of theme by like having different characters in each sketch and having completely different sketches, you know, each week, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like Saturday Night Live has weekend updates. Right. It's crazy what a little costume and a little makeup will do. Exactly. Exactly. And a little... It brings it back to the, the Borat episode that we did. Yes, exactly. A little performance was what I was just about to say. Boom. Yeah. yeah that's a great point. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I think that, you know, is kind of something we were going to talk about later. But if we back up and look at the Amanda show, we see it and all that. And Saturday Night Live are special for what they're doing with television. But the Amanda show and people who do 
and lead and host sketch comedy are doing something special in their own way. And Amanda particularly was, you know, being a 13 year old girl leading a television show that had different, completely different sketches, you know, throughout the episode. And she was taking the lead in most of them, not all of them, but she had a part in each one. And that is just like, how did she do that when she was 13 years old? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That, I read a little bit further down that, yeah, she was 13 years old. That's a hell of an age. It's like, so young. I think my parents got divorced at age 13. Oh, Shit. my God. <laughs> yeah. I was reading, like, Babysitter's Club. Like, I was not. <laughs> I got different shit on my mind. <laughs> like, thinking I'm about. Like, like, being the head of a, a fucking TV show that's exactly. on essentially prime time for kids. Yeah. Yeah, and so it went from 1999 to 2001. That's like, what, four years? Am I doing math right? Four? 2002. Yeah, you're right about right. Yeah, like, so she's like, what, 17 when it comes to a conclusion? If that, like, that's when I was 17, I was like being as lazy as I possibly could. Oh, yeah. Eating Oreos, all the Oreos out of a package. Mm -hmm. I think it was a sophomore or junior in high school. Those were my my hot years. But And she's out here just, you know, curating these different characters and a lot of people on this show were. And I just think, you know, that's kind of something I think that influences us today is like we watched that and we saw these people create these characters and we're like, what is happening and how do I incorporate that into my life? Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, good point. A perfect example is, you know, for all that, she she had that Ask Ashley. Ask um, Ashley. And I wasn't a diehard fan of the Amanda show. I found, like, these, like, sketches, like, Ask Ashley, there's... Well, that was all that. Uh, right, definitely. Uh, like, all uh, Ask Ashley and all that, I find that a little pretentious. You know, it's just like, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm a little over it. It's a little, a little 2000s cliche for me. And, well, you know, I, couldn't, been... I, I don't even know if I could name a specific one in the Amanda show, but I know I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the the most that comes to mind. I really enjoy it, so it's kind of hypocritical of me to say this. Uh, but the girls' room is another sketch that yes. they used to do as well, a recurring one. I put it down later, but I have to say it now. It's just that the line of that sketch is so iconic. Just like the introduction is like, "Welcome to the, the girls' room." room. Like that, I. I think about that in my sleep sometimes. Like, like I'm sure, I'm sure I say that in my sleep sometimes. <laughs> like, you know. I think it's fair to like, not like all that, but you can like the Amanda Show. Like, I don't know. That was the feeling I got when oh, we were doing I, rewatches. I hate it by I hate the, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and you knew that. You knew clarifying. that whenever we, we okay. were researching that. I was just clarifying that because, I mean, yeah, and and that's what's interesting too is. Would you say, though, that you hate Saturday Night Live or do you like Saturday Night Live? And what makes you feel differently about the two? Very good question. So I, with SNL, definitely more mature humor, obviously. That's like, that's right off the bat, obviously. This is controversial. I'm a very controversial person. But I don't care for most of the Chris Farley sketches that he did there. I... I like movies like Tommy Boy and shit like that, but it's just like, you know, maybe I'm not finding the right words right now, but it's like picking the lowest hanging fruit in comedy, to be honest. 
Yeah. And I, I feel like even with some of the Amanda Show sketches, it's picking that low hanging fruit. Absolutely. Oh my God, like the fucking hillbilly sketch. Right. Like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Like, you just switch out a word or a phrase. Oh, like, I. I've seen a fish. I've seen a severed leg. I've seen, I don't know, a fucking alligator. I've seen like right. a boat or something. Like it's literally, it's low hanging fruit. Right. Absolutely. I, um, I can get that. So I think, I think that's the defining factor. Is maybe the more mature humor for it. Yeah. There's a little, and I still more... find SNL, you know, still displeasing it sometimes I, you know sure. whenever donald or dave Chappelle did that one right after donald trump got elected i fucking lo- it was so funny i oh, fucking I died you, you didn't like it I oh like, no oh, no he did one, one David. he did one where it was right around the time that the walking dead had negan introduced and okay. he had them all lined up and it was all of his yes. dave Chappelle characters yes. oh Oh, I thought that was so fucking funny. I I cried laughing. Cried. Yeah. And you know what's kind of funny about that to me, too, is um, Eddie Murphy's like a very famous, like, he kind of does kind of a similar thing where he comes back to SNL from his past, which I guess I'm kind of putting this out there because we tend to think of, like, what would it be like if these people returned to certain characters? Wait, Eddie Murphy was in SNL? Yes. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know more than I do. You do. You know more than I do. Yeah, he um has this like reoccurring character. I'm probably gonna fuck this name up. I think it's like Mr. Robinson's neighborhood or neighbor. Or Won't you be my neighbor with Mr. Robinson or Was something like, a like play that? Play on Mr. Rogers. Obviously. Yes, and so he lives like in the old sketches. He lives in like this rundown apartment and like. It is kind of a mockery, but, like, it's in a nuanced and funny way. Well, just recently, and I'm very confused why David has not been watching this, um, he came back and he did it again, and he kind of talks about, like, gentrification and, like, how he lived in this crummy apartment, but suddenly, like, all these white people are also living in the crummy apartment, and, like, Mm -hmm. now that they're living here, he's having to pay more rent. You know, just that. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. <laughs> like, it's Dave Chappelle's kind of, hilarious. Oh my god. Well, that was Eddie Murphy, oh, not Dave Chappelle. But damn Dave it. Chappelle is very funny as well, and I, and I think that's the thing is like both of them approach humor in a kind of similar but also like distinguished way, but it makes us think of like how we know those characters from the past and how we would see them today. And I, I think, you know, we think about what if, and we might talk about this again later, but what if um, the Amanda show came back? What if Drake and Josh came back? What would those characters be like today? And it's funny to think about how SNL has kind of already curated that. And I don't know. I think that's kind of, maybe this is not what you were getting at, but something I'm just going to throw out there is like, that's kind of what distinguishes the humor of Saturday Night Live from the humor of all that is because the audience of taste that they're going for is like all that all that and the Amanda show in most Nickelodeon shows at the time for us in general that were for kids uh-huh. can go to the lowest you know, what did you call it earlier? The lowest hanging fruit. The lowest hanging lowest fruit. Lowest common denominator. Whereas yeah. people know shows 
for adults are expecting more, which is probably very obvious. And I just went right. on a tangent. Uh, that's a, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent myself. Like you, you think of like uh, animated Disney movies. Um, Absolutely. They sneak those adult jokes in there. Right. And kids just totally overlook them. Exactly. But the adults, it gives them something, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's why. I don't know, but I almost feel like that's why when we look back on the Amanda show, we're bringing up this like very like specific string of our memory because it's like maybe that was an adult humor, but we know that that's influencing what we find funny today. Mm -hmm. I agree because, you know, what the way I think of it is like it's we pick out the Amanda show, but the Amanda show has so many different influences which is a good uh, a good uh, exactly um transition you know like we talked about dave Chappelle. there's also another lady named uh, carol burnett carol uh, burnett she, you want to watch this uh, yeah so she was another i don't know uh, it, it, you could probably explain it better than i can yeah so carol burnett is so the carol burnett the carol burnett show um maybe something some of our older audience if anybody older than us is listening yeah. might be familiar with <laughs> um if you're out there so um the carol burnett show i think really kind of led the carol burnett show walked so the amanda show could run oh good point good point that's great um so carol burnett was kind of one of i assume imagine i know there were a lot of um series you know what do you call just like a general like you have friends Seinfeld, you have like um you know you have these general types of tv shows but the carol burnett show was one of the first comedy sketch shows that was led by a woman and so the amanda show is kind of an extension of it it's not an extension it's coextensive of it is what i would argue okay um and so the carol burnett show had all these funny sketches just like the amanda show did and there's this one segment i would really encourage us to watch and maybe even listen to um and it's called um something like mr invisible man the carol the carol burnett show and it's um, just kind of oh the Mrs. Invisible Man oops from the Carol Burnett show and I I think it if you've never heard of this show or never watched the Carol Burnett show this sketch if you go and watch it you're gonna be like oh this is where the Amanda show came from it's a great example I see the influence I don't know this might be like a long stretch but like the way that Carol Burnett in that clip like is talking about her invisible husband to me it reminds me so much of the character in the Amanda show Penelope Taint and the reason why is because oh and I guess I should back up that's Taint Penelope Taint with a Y T A Y N T. Let me back up there um, because it's a good show, so they got away yeah, with right. that. I can't believe they did. I can't believe the people. <laughs> I think about the people who do like you know South Park who are approving right. these types of things. Like oh my god! But like, I mean South Park's for adults. This show's for actual children. I know. Anyways, so it's. Anyways, so Penelope Tate, if you don't remember her character, I could try to refresh her brain. She was this girl in the show who was obsessed with Amanda. She always wanted to meet her. She just 
wanted to meet her so much. She's the Amanda Please, right? Yeah, that's where the Amanda yeah. Please. And Amanda so please. it's funny to me because I, she never actually meets Amanda. They never actually run into each other or Ever. meet. And to me, it's like Carol Burnett has this invisible man that like we don't like quote unquote meet. And then there's like Penelope not really meeting Amanda and just like the wackiness of both of them and the interactions of it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, it's not exactly the same, but it just kind of like correlates to me in my mind. And I I just think it's just so apparent if you watch clips from the Carol Burnett show um, which was the, you know, it's the pinpoint inspiration. Pretty much any article you read about the Amanda show, it's like what kind of inspired it, you know, along with being an extension of all that. But it, it's just funny when you see these like correlations between the two. Uh, yeah, the Amanda show itself, it lasted for about three seasons. Yeah. Um, I can't, I don't remember how many episodes, but. There were quite a few. Yeah. I, there was even some special episodes if I'm not right. If I'm not, um, not mistaken yeah but you know to help introduce the spin-off like of you know uh, basically amanda leaving all that and spinning off into the amanda show all that cast members josh server and keenan thompson hey we talked about him before made an appearance in the premiere episode delivering flowers and a pizza to amanda to wish her luck on her new show yeah um isn't that sweet yeah i think that's really sweet and you know uh, I want to kind of go into like how, you know, that really influenced Amanda Bynes career and her success. But something I literally just now thought of is how interesting it is that as far as I can recall, and I'm interested in what you can recall, once the Amanda show took off, I don't really recall like all that lasting that long after the Amanda show kind of started. I couldn't say. Never found. I So I... I you know, this this is something we should all go research. But I, I am fairly confident that once the Amanda show was kind of taking off, all that kind of died down. And I, I don't know if it was the, the characters in the Amanda show or maybe the a tiny bit more maturity, relatability to the show. It's not, well, it's not like they were taking away their star character, Keenan. Right. But I mean, I just think that all that didn't really hold up to it once the Amanda show really took off. Like, I think that it's it, like, why didn't, why hasn't all that lasted as long as Saturday Night Live? It's kind of what I'm saying. And I know I'm, I'm, the Amanda show didn't last that long either, but I'm just kind of saying, like, I think the Amanda show may have been a bigger hit. I see. Um, yeah. And so, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, but Amanda won the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards for Favorite TV Actress for every season that the Amanda Show was on, all three seasons. So, yeah, that's a very important fact. Uh, I think I know all that lasted for a long time, but, you know, with what you're saying, you know, there was just something about Amanda. She just had that spark. Kind of like Robin Williams has that spark or you know, Leo has that spark in Dave acting. Or, you know, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I also think that all that didn't sustain itself. Like, when we think back on the Amanda show, which can pinpoint all these things that were like Oh, like the Dancing Lobsters, which we'll talk about. The Judge Trudy, you know, which were kind of the one and the same or whatever. Um, But there were just all these things that we as kids, we were like, this is kind of like what our parents are doing, but funnier. 
And all that yeah. wasn't necessarily like a, a spoof. Exactly. Exactly. Like these spoofs were like blocks, block blister, whatever. Yes. It's yeah. Yes, exactly. Block blister. Yes. Like these things that we were like, Oh, we go to That's that funny. Store. You even say that because like the point of it was like a knockoff blockbuster, but then they were also making like not knockoff movies. Right. And, you know, so yes. That's... With knocked off. Yep. sketches uh yeah nonetheless yeah anyways i just wanted to kind of raise that point we've been talking a lot about the beginnings of the amanda show and a lot yeah. about amanda and a lot about all that but i kind of want to i want to talk about what came after drake bell was after amanda probably the next most common cast member on the amanda show yeah. um, i think he was on every episode if i'm not mistaken i i think that's right do we want to talk about like some of his recurring characters were like that hippie guy totally kyle that was personally one of my favorites like yeah, i was okay, going through i, I was going through different you know sketches that she had and from the ones that were listed that was definitely my favorite uh, I remember one where he was just like, my my sisters hated spiders growing up. And I just remember the sketch of him being like, yeah, I like saw this spider and I was like, hey. And he was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then I don't remember how he ended the sketch, but it was always the same. And he was just like. Like, would start jamming out yeah. on his guitar or something and be like, yeah. Right. Or, you know, I think that's my favorite one. Is he in another sketch that you really enjoy? Um, well, so he's one? in Blockbuster, too. So oh. he's a part of that. He does a lot of the ones. He's the brother, right? Right. Okay. I feel like he feeds. Like, I love when he's, like, with Amanda. I feel like he feeds off her so well. I'm kind of with you. I'm not a big fan of the Hillbilly ones. But there's that one episode where they are... I guess it's kind of a reoccurring sketch, but it's where Totally Kyle is specifically in it, and they're doing, oh, it's not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but it's like a spoof of it, mm. and she asks like all of these like super easy questions, but Kyle is just like, oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he, he wants to phone a friend and his friend's in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, dude, yeah, I'm just watching, watching you right now. Yeah, yes. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, there's a great example in the very last episode. Shannon, we have to take a break from the podcast because the tornado sirens oh, are God. going off. So we will be right back. Yikes. Okay, Shannon, we're back on it. We're live. We survived. We're alive, I should say, not just live. We're back at it. Oh, my God. Them fucking tornadoes, yo. That was wild. Like, did you already tell them that it's a new day? This is a new episode. No, or not yeah, a new no. episode, but. No, no. It's yeah. a new day. This is totally, um, y'all were listening to the first part. <laughs> we totally had to uproot what we were doing because of a tornado siren. Yeah. And, you know. I'm not bad about it. I know. I was trying to remember. Like, I know I just drove home. Like, once the sirens started happening, I was just like, guess I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I immediately went outside to check out and see if a tornado was coming our way. That's how you know we're Texans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. 
So, Shannon, let's go ahead and continue where our conversation led off. We were talking about Amanda, but I, I personally want to talk about Drake and Josh. I know. Uh, let's focus on Drake. He said that in relation to Amanda, quote, I was a huge fan of Amanda. She was a huge star to me. I loved all that, and I was already an admirer of her talent. Everything came so naturally to her. There was never a time when she was really off her game. Everything was so effortless, unquote. Hey, I guess Amanda was a big deal in all that. Yeah, I think that's really sweet. You know, it just speaks to her talent and also, you know, that Drake and I think Josh too both really appreciated that, you know. Yeah, no, she's definitely talent. I'll say that. I just kept getting confused. I just kept because it would say Drake, Drake. And you just think of the rapper when you see Drake. But I guess it's better than saying Belle. You know how when you use people's last names. I'd be even more confused if it was just Bell. Mr. Bell. <laughs> oh, I would hate to be him in school. I don't want to spend too much time on Drake because I think I like Josh better, but Drake, he... Like, I thought you meant the rapper just then. I was uh, like, you don't have to, uh, David. <laughs> I do like Drake. A few songs, not all of them. Same. Sorry, we can move on. Drake Bell. The other like thing I saw in research was that like he was allegedly... Allegedly abusing his girlfriend. (laughs) Totally alleging. It's from (laughs) Variety.com. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone, I think all child stars have had that thing that's happened to them. And, you know, at at least for Drake, it's alleged, I guess. But, you know. Right. I don't even want to spend that much time on it because it's like. And what's he done anyways? Like, I I don't know. Right after Drake and Josh. Yeah. I don't know. I Mm -hmm. think he tried to do music, actually. Oh really? Oh yeah, he did. He was like yeah. a yeah. I mean, because that was his that was his dig in Drake and Josh. That was like he was like the. I thought him more as the main character than Josh. Did you get that? Uh, I kind of thought. I feel like the episodes are pretty even with them. Like good point. Good pretty point. balanced. Yeah. But I could see where you're coming from. Like he definitely, he definitely. I feel like Josh. Josh was consistently like overcoming something, whereas Drake would sometimes be like pursuing something, like music or whatever. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Hmm, Never thought about it like that. Yes. Let's get on to Josh. Like he was a interstitial part of the Amanda Show. Very important, and I fucking love him. But nonetheless, you know, he had some parts. uh, At least the. You know, the episode that we did beforehand. Yeah. It was that one with the spaghetti mafia. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. When they went into the classroom, yeah, right? They, had like a, they were like, oh, my God, food fight. <laughs> it was like a, like equivalent, like a drive-by. Right. They oh, were throwing okay, right. meatballs at yes. everybody. And they like hit the floor. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was like one cast member that Drake like wasn't fond of at first it was that was josh peck uh, he was revealed on speech bubble podcast to say quote time we met we did not click at all uh, we didn't click unquote so when drake said uh josh was joining the cast his reaction was less than enthusiastic quote i'm like whoa i'm the only guy in the cast no not josh peck unquote but the two quickly bonded over their love of classic comedies and comedians and became best friends and I think this kind of brings up the, a good point. Like, I think the uh, the charm of uh, Drake and Josh was that it was very sincere that they were like, it felt like they were friends. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure if we mentioned this earlier, but Drake and Josh was also produced by Dan Schneider, who produced The Amanda Show. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, no, like, I kind of get the feeling, like, of... Like Chuck Lorre, do you know right. who Chuck Lorre is? I really don't, though. <laughs> um, he just, he makes, like, he made uh, Big Bang Theory. He made Two and a Half Men. Uh, he's made a few others that I can't think of right now. But okay. Each one of them kind of has the same flavor right. of themselves, like Two and a Half Men. Though they couldn't be two different concepts of shows. Like Two and a Half Men, I still see inklings of, like, just the, the cadence of the show within Bang big bang theory totally and you know interestingly enough i i feel like you kind of get that same vibe from the amanda show and drake and josh like one was sketch comedy and i feel like drake and josh was usually more of like a plot Mm. but you still kind of get the same vibe from Mm. both i would say it even goes further because it was the amanda show drake and josh what was it wasn't iCarly, right? So Zoe went on one at some point. I don't know where that fell i feel like that was on around the same time as drake and josh yeah Zoe and Cat. I mean, oh, he, Kat he, and, uh, Kat and Sam. Sam, Sam and Cat. Sam, Sam and Cat. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, that was like, a little later a, with like Carly. A lineage. I mean, I'd say just the same as Chuck Lorre, but like equivalent with Nickelodeon. Right. That's a good. That's so, a good way to put it. Yeah. Continuing on the like the spinoff, Drake and Josh came to fruition uh, thanks to a sketch during the Amanda show with Drake explaining, quote, there was an episode one day where we were fighting over shrimp and all it said in the script was, quote, Jake and Drake and Josh fighting over shrimp, unquote. Um, (laughs) You know, there was no dialogue or anything and we fought over shrimp and it was really funny. And the executive producers were like, quote, oh, man, that's a show uh, right there. Just these two guys, unquote. Years later, that's how Drake and Josh would end on the final episode. Uh, They were fighting over shrimp. Uh, I just imagine them like fighting over it and then a producer being like, now kiss. (laughs) i'm sure they kissed i'm sure they kissed let's quit talking about drake and josh and kind of get into the touchstones of the amanda show yeah Um, and i'd say it being a sketch comedy show is like these reoccurring sketches and then there was these one-off sketches but they had commercials right and i can think of two right off the top of my head can you guess which two i'm thinking of Mm, well i know one of them which one is gonna be popcorn fans oh yeah yeah, because we we watched that one together yes and just i think the memories that flooded back from that just to give a little context these pants and they literally just made popcorn classic but my i lost my shit whenever they were like pulling their like waistbands out yeah. and like pouring butter and butter um, hot sauce caramel caramel yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck like this I is know. like but that I, held up that was so funny definitely definitely <laughs> the other one is do you remember the so you know like Rice Krispies, right? I do like the Rice. cereal. Yeah, it's it's shit without sugar on it. I'm just gonna say no. that. Did you not put sugar on your Rice Krispies? No. The fuck. <laughs> the fuck. Uh, oh my god. We'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> after the podcast. Um, but there was also this sketch that it was like it was called Snack Crackle Boom, and it was just like Rice Krispies. Okay. But they oh would, yes. So they would they would pour it and it'd be like maybe a minute of like just normal. You would hear like the classic yeah. snack crackle pop, you know, like same as Rice Krispies, but then it would explode in their face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man, I remember being a kid and just fucking losing my shit during that. I mean, 
Like, that's some funny shit. So let's kind of go through the sketches. I guess before we get into the sketches, in your research, I saw that you kind of read over a interview with Drake. Like, he was talking about, like, Amanda and him, like, creating characters for the show. Can you tell me, like, more about that? Yeah, I think it was, like, a, a lot of the kids on the cast um, kind of did their own thing. I can't remember if it was in an interview or in one of the articles that I read that Drake said that a lot of the times the producers would just hand them, like, an outfit and be like, okay, create, you know, whatever from this outfit. Wait, and, like, improvise? Yeah, just create a character. He said, th- I'm pretty sure he said that's how Totally Kyle kind of came to fruition. How would you describe Totally Kyle? <sighs> Tie-dye shirt, shorts, playing guitar. It's just like blonde a hair. But dude. it's like it's like the it's like the Orange County. Yes. I, it, this is funny. Like we used to watch the OC together with <laughs> our good friend Bryn, who we've had on the movie podcast. And I think of that. I think like the 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 Cali boy and just like no brain cells at all. It was my favorite back in the day, but I do find it a little stupid now. Like yeah. I think that one sketch in particular about the the spider because that just accentuates his like stupidness, I guess. Like yeah. I don't know. But Definitely, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, those kids coming up with those ideas, though, that's underrated. People need to talk about that more, because that's just so impressive. It's like the humor of our generation. It is. We maybe mentioned it before we, (laughs) before the tornado sirens came (laughs) up, like, you don't realize how much, like, a show influences you until you think about it, because, like... I think of Josh specifically, like, I think, like, even a part of me is, like, Josh Peck. Like, I feel like I'm a, Josh Peck is a part yeah. of me. Like, his humor and uh, maybe the humor of the Drake and Josh show kind of, I don't know, fueled my funniness. I guess, yeah, I can or? see that. Because, like, you, as a kid, you find these characters that you identify with and you're like, I want to be like them. And then that just kind of shapes your whole world. Oh, that's fucking deep. <laughs> Let's move on, Shannon. What's one you remember? Oh, we have it up here. The classic Judge Trudy. Judge Trudy. I can't do voices. I wish I could. But Amanda would judge like these wacky cases. She did the voice. I And she's like 13 doing that Judge Judy impersonation, which is, I guess, I don't even know if I said that already. Like Judge Trudy was like a, a spoof of um judge judy and she would do her voice she wore this wig that made her look like her but she still kept like her young face they didn't make her like look old or anything so you just have this like 12 year old judging you she said yeah just i think it was just a wig (laughs) and like maybe like not even a wrinkle and so i don't know if you guys remember but the the classic the classic phrase came from judge trudy do you remember it david no Bring out the dancing lobsters. Oh, that came from that. <laughs> yeah, oh, at the okay. end of I thought that each... was just a thing on the Amanda show. It's I think proper... sometimes maybe they would bring them out like at the very end, like Amanda would. But just they... like a, a callback or something. Yeah, like a gag. But they would do it at the end of Judge Trudy episodes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't think about it until you put it on the outline, but it was like when blank attacks. Um, yeah. Can you give me some examples? I think so it I, was like one was like an um, when an umbrellas attack or something. Yeah, and then there's another one. The reason I put it on there is there's one um, 
that's called when the Brady Bunch attacks and it has oh like all the kids from the Brady Bunch and they run up and start attacking people. The reason I wanted to bring that up, and it's funny because you mentioned how we used to watch The O.C. just a second ago. Adam Brody, who mm. played Seth on The O.C., was in the Brady Bunch, when the Brady Bunch attacks. I think he played Greg or someone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was like one of the first roles he ever had in acting. Oh, my God. That's funny. I know. One of the other ones was uh, the the girls room. <laughs> that's my. That's one of my. I think other than Totally Kyle, one of my favorites. It was just you can't you can't deny that. Like anytime anybody says that the girls room, like you just gotta say it like that. I have to say it like the that. Girls room, and then there was Debbie. I think who they were so mean to. Oh yeah. I think she liked eggs or some weird thing. I think it was eggs. <laughs> Assuming a lot, Shannon. I remember watching it, David. <laughs> You're assuming that she liked eggs. She would say she had this phrase. Don't you remember where no. she would be like, "I like eggs." I can't remember if it was eggs or spoons or what it was. Maybe it was a variety. Maybe she switched it up. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I love the girls. <laughs> oh, and there was that girl who would give everyone swirlies. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it, the episode that we watched, it, it didn't happen. Yes, it did. Did it? And she gave ah. us really to like the coach or something because oh, they really? were in the they were having to like be in the boys' room for a second. Remember? Oh, or did I watch? Maybe I didn't. Watch yeah, it. maybe I'm that sorry. was you. I don't you know. Put that out. Hey, whatever. <laughs> well, let's get into some random like one-off. All of these like sketches, I want to talk about. I guess a little controversy. I guess. Yeah, I, I found this really interesting when I was reading, um, doing research on the Amanda show. I found that there was an episode that was only aired once, and I personally don't recall it. I tried to find it, and I'm sure you can. I probably just didn't try hard enough. But apparently it was this episode where there was this family, and just horrible thing after another kept happening to the family. And it was like all supposed to be kind of funny stuff to the audience, but it was just awful thing after awful thing to this family well apparently the episode aired right around the time of 9-11 and the producers and i think nickelodeon execs were like no like the show is just too much like or this particular episode is just too much tragedy like to this family like we're not gonna put this on kids we're not gonna air it and so was only ever aired once because they just thought it would be too traumatizing Oh, wow. That's crazy. I remember there was a big hubbub. Like, uh, there was so many shows that had that same thing. Like, happening. Right. Sure, yeah. I know. It's just kind of surprising to think about the Amanda show in conjunction with that. Right. Let's kind of get into... Let's talk about, like, the legacy of the Amanda show. Maybe what it means to us today or even, like... What it spawned. We were talking about it. And we've talked about it in length so far in this episode. But the the connections that it had to shows before and after it, like um, the influences obviously came from the Carol Burnett show. Right. I think uh, before the tornado sirens, we talked about David Chappelle. Sure. And, you know, we just talked about Drake and Josh. So I didn't have this thought before, but it, there's like this lineage with certain types of shows like uh Carol Net show. Uh, maybe maybe it's the with the beginning ones it's more that sketch comedy so it's obviously recyclable. Sure. However, it kind of gets into like 
It happens if anybody's ever seen All in the Family with Archie Bunker and that, like, I think they had a spinoff show. Cheers did the same thing where right. they had a spinoff show. Frasier did the same thing. He, Frasier was the spinoff of Cheers. Frasier was in Cheers. Yeah. And he, uh, like, Frasier, I, I never, I maybe watched a couple episodes. Frasier came on really late on the CW, and I remember watching a few episodes okay. and I'm not liking it really. Yeah. Uh, but even the Big Bang Theory, like coming into modern times, like sure. um, Young Sheldon is, mm-hmm. you know, connection with that. Uh, Blackish, they have, mm-hmm. what was it? Blackish, Grownish, and there's another one too. I just can't think of it. And yeah, yeah, no, like it, it's like these legacy of shows. It's like once you, once you, Think of a good idea. It, I think it encapsulates it perfectly with the Amanda show and Drake and Josh. It's like you get these two people together and you have like, you have chemistry. You have Ooh, chemistry, I guess. Good. It, it could be one person. It could be two people or even a group of people. Yeah. But still, it's that once you get that whiff of an idea, they're like, oh, we got to run for the money because that's a, they I'm, I didn't write it down here, but I think of BoJack Horseman and they did it with that those toucan the the birds oh yeah toucan Tuca and, and birdie yeah toucan birdie that's what it is yeah they did it with that yeah definitely i i was thinking too when you were saying your list um there's also like seinfeld everybody loves raymond <gasps> Good um point. even like uh, oh, what was that show? King of Queens or whatever. King of Queens. That was a good one. That kind of was all mm-hmm. lined up with those. Right. Each of these spinoffs were around these like beloved characters from the shows that preceded them. So it's, I couldn't help. I wrote down here. It's <laughs> like, if you're thinking about the Amanda show, I guess like the Amanda show, or excuse me, all that, the Amanda show, Drake and Josh, I Carly because of Amanda Crosgrove, uh, Sammy Cat because Jen McCurdy, Jeanette McCurdy, the, I think the blonde, yeah. One. yeah, and and that's how you get Ariana Grande. That's how you get like, Ariana boom. Grande. Like, now she's singing, and I I save her songs on my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that Seven Rings song? God uh, damn, does it slap? Okay, look it up later. Okay, I will. <laughs> I think, I think too. Oh, and I, I'll just say this thing because I'm, I'm pretty sure too. Because then um, Ariana Grande was on Victorious. Do you remember that one? I believe that's also Dan <gasps> Schneider. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Just sort of like a chain reaction of shows. I family think Victorious shows. was like a UFC show with a woman on it. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I don't even. I remember listening or hearing the Victoria. What was it? The Victoria show. No, it's victorious. victorious. Oh my god, yeah. what the fuck am I talking about? But, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's kind of move back to Amanda Bides because I feel like maybe we need to talk about her just yeah, a little bit more. She kicked the and whole her, like, shebang off. Kind of that we were talking about legacy, just like what happened to her after all of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she really kicked the whole thing off. Um, I have a note about how like you know she kind of made the decision to leave the amanda show and move on that's kind of parallel to how dave chappelle chose to leave the chappelle show and move on and wasn't he very abrupt yeah i believe so i believe they were both kind of abrupt but it i think you know you know in your life when it's time to start pursuing other projects and you know, it's weird that we're comparing Amanda Vines and Dave Chappelle, but weirdly, you know, they both seem to 
like understand the direction they're being taken and to follow that i did read an article where amanda Bynes was interviewed and she was like i quote i didn't want to be a nickelodeon kid when i was 30 um end quote um but i mean she basically goes on to say you know that's fun but then you know you become a teenager and you're like you know it's time to get into deeper projects and i think you know all the respect to her for that you know damn and at that young shit her th- yeah. like, that shit i was thinking like in my 20s my like early 20s but that just goes back to like how she created all those characters and did so much for the show like you know she she really created a, her own little empire and she went on to do um what i like about you did you ever watch that show no it was a cute little show it was on uh back when freeform was called abc family it would come on oh really yeah um, it would come on like with a uh because this kind of goes back to what you were saying it would come on with eight simple rules and i think there was like one other show they're all very i guess aimed towards girls so you might not know (laughs) um but she also did quite a few movies as well um you know big fat liar everyone always talks about easy a easy a yeah do you remember her character in that i've never seen it she was like the super christian girl which is you haven't seen that i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) be on the lookout for that episode right and she was in she's the man did you see that though she's the man that's a good one. No. Oh, I remember the title. I remember the title. That's yeah, the one the with, uh, what's his name? He's super famous now. He's in 21 Jump Street, uh, Magic Mike. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. It has Channing Tatum and he, he like goes to play soccer and they like room together and Amanda. I thought I you forget. said rim together. I was like. <laughs> I mean, that's like totally up to them, but I'm gonna pretend to not know what David's talking about. Um, but no, she like I I can't remember why, but she goes off to play soccer, but she has to disguise herself as a man. Um, oh, okay, okay. Like in my mind, my mind's churning. I the gears are turning. I I remember now. Yeah. Once you mentioned soccer, I was like, okay, she was she pulled the Mulan. Yes. And, yeah. She pulled the Mulan and started playing soccer. Yes. Yeah. There was a classic scene where we learned how to use tampons when you have a nosebleed. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Um, I also so I haven't seen this movie either, but I heard she's pretty good in hairspray. Yeah, yeah, she's a side character. I can't believe you haven't seen that. Um, yeah, no. Sorry. Um, oh, you did it for me there. <laughs> I know. I took it away from you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's really good in that. I think she sings a little bit, which is cool. I don't recall her really being known for singing, but mm. she does a little bit of that. Fucking hey, dip, dip your toes, and she said, "Dip your toes in mature content." Dip your and some singing you yeah. know so i struggled to really find, figure out much about like where right now today amanda binds is at in her life if you google her it looks like she has a face tattoo um and that seems like a big deal um i read that in 2013 courtney love tweeted at her that she needed to get it together i think she went through a bit of a britney phase where she you know, had some mental health stuff going on, but I think hopefully we're at a place, I think, today where if Amina Bynes decides she wants to bounce back and be in movies, we'd all support her. Oh, totally. Or even if they want to reboot the Amanda show, I'd all you be know, for that. I'm a big I'm a big person on the mental health 
I have ADHD, so yeah. like I can't. I you know when I see like stories like this, it's like I want them to like I don't know get better. Like fuck. Um, so like yeah, whatever she's up to. I what I remember is that she was like wasn't she, wasn't she doing fashion or something like that? Yeah, she was in school for fashion, and I think she was saying she's interested in like starting her own line, but she's also interested in getting back into television. So. I mean, hmm. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for her, see what happens. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd like to... You think she would go back to the Nickelodeon? You know, I wonder that because... I figured they would pay her buku bucks to do that, though. I almost feel like they'd have to, though, because, you know, Disney has had a lot of reboots, and that's really gotten them, I feel like, a bigger audience than Nickelodeon has. Like, I couldn't tell you a Nickelodeon TV show. That's on right now. Oh, good point. Yeah, me either. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. SpongeBob. Is that still on? Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. It's a little bit more geared to the younger generations, but SpongeBob is still SpongeBob. You can't, you can't fuck with. I mean, you can fuck with it because they fucked with it, but <laughs> it's different from the, the, the original. But nonetheless. Oh yeah, yeah. You said that there were like they were looking to do a reboot of oh no, this is what I looked up. Um page six reported in April twenty seventeen that Nickelodeon producers had been trying to contact uh Bynes to about a, a reboot for the Amanda show. Bynes did not comment on the report, but admitted in paper magazine in twenty eighteen that she would love to get back back into acting. So you yeah. She also noted that there would like to quote unquote try it all and quote doesn't want to limit herself by looking for certain roles or it's hard to imagine that the amanda show would be you know a series but you know fucking who knows yeah yeah i think you know a special might be cool or something but yeah i almost feel like she'd be great on saturday night live like if she really wanted to get back into something yeah a little bit more mature content that's what that's what keenan did i think we talked about it before the the break that um keenan he he did the same thing he's in snl now yeah yeah i don't know oh that'd be nice that'd be nice (laughs) Um, as we kind of wrap up here is there anything like i know we talked about a lot but is there anything else that maybe you want to bring up yeah i mean so i think there were a lot of people who came out of the Amanda show, like even if they were just briefly on it, you know, there was Ashley Tisdale. Do you remember who she was? Name familiar. Did you ever watch Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? <gasps> yes. Yeah, she's that oh, blonde, the blonde girl. Hair girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so oh, damn. She was on a whole bunch of Nickelodeon sh- or excuse me, Disney shows. Yeah, yeah. More Disney, but I thought that was funny that she oh. started on the Amanda show. Huh. Um uh, Taryn Killam was in the show. He was one of the characters in Moody's Point, and he was on Saturday Night Live for a little while. I honestly never watched him on Saturday Night Live, but I could see it. You think with all the people working over there, think she get the hookup? Exactly. We're like Amanda. We're telling you, yeah, like, dude, <laughs> SNL. Oh my god, you'd be perfect. I would actually watch SNL again. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> a good one. And then Kathy Lee Gifford was also on it. So I mean, Kathy just, Lee Gifford. <laughs> yeah, it had so many people come out of it. And yeah. I guess like the other thing that I wanted to talk about, like in Gabriel Iglesias, he was part of all that as well. <gasps> like I think very briefly, very briefly, but it was Iglesias who had the most like 
disappointingly negative memory of Lake Bynes. He said in like an interview, he said, quote, it was really strange being pulled aside by Amanda Bynes and told, you don't know how to be funny. He says, that was hysterical. I was like, okay, I won't be talking to you anymore. <laughs> uh, Iglesias went on to explain that Bynes was under a lot of pressure. He added, quote, uh, she didn't have enough time to be a regular kid. She was a perfectionist. Curving back into, you know, the things that you've been saying this whole podcast is that it's kind of fucked up that she was, you know, being a bitch to him, but or not a bitch. Sorry. Just being very headstrong in what she thought. And I don't know. I, I'm assuming at this point, assumptions don't make friends. It, it brings back the point that Amanda, very creative, very creative. Yeah. I think too is we don't necessarily know the context that was said. So like maybe she was like, you're not funny. Like, kids are not going to laugh at this. Like, I feel like the girl knew her audience. Good point. Good point. We well, probably um, didn't know the context. But, like... Uh, you know, like, variety... Or just, like, you know, big-name magazines like to, you know, do that tabloid shit, so... Yeah, and I mean, I'll say, like, I think Gabriel Iglesias is hilarious, but I don't know if I would have found him funny when I was, like, eight. Same. So... Same. Was he doing those? I wonder if he was doing those noises, like the voices or whatever. whatever. I wonder what episode he was on, too. Like, if he was on an episode of the show or if Mm. they met elsewhere. Like, I just, we didn't talk about this sketch earlier, but I could just picture him doing that, like, hot tub sketch. Do you remember that? Or, like, the where she gets someone in the pool and she just, like, (gasps) asks some stupid questions. They eat, yes. They eat spaghetti. Yes. (laughs) I thought that was the one sketch we didn't bring up. And I'm, I, I, because it wasn't that episode we watched i completely forgot about it yeah i could just i like i don't know if this exists or not but i could just see gabriel glacius doing that and that'd be fucking hilarious right exactly (laughs) shannon let's get into our closing segment we're gonna we're just gonna keep it really general like what are we gonna take away from what we talked about today i'll let you go first sure so i think you know my big takeaway is you know I got to appreciate how you can tell even now when you look back on the shows that we watched as kids, you know, for me, I was like a Nickelodeon and a Disney kid, pretty evenly split. But when I look back on the shows, it really feels like the Nickelodeon shows just were so much more relatable because they were like being wacky and meeting you as a kid where you are as a kid. Uh, yeah yeah good point i feel like the disney shows they kind of gave off that facade of like everything's okay but underneath it was like dark yeah absolutely and Nicole- it's like miley cyrus and uh Hannah um, Montana. yeah totally absolutely that's a great point and you know it's like nickelodeon was kind of like yeah like stuff gets tough but like you can laugh at it you know it was more mm. you know meeting you where you're at as, as a little kid and not underestimating you mm-hmm. i don't know about you but i definitely as a kid tended more towards nickelodeon than i did disney i was just very evenly split oh you were evenly honest. split i see i see what were your favorites from each from each one so definitely the amanda show from nickelodeon i liked dragon josh i liked iCarly. i probably was watching kids shows when i shouldn't have been like when i should have mm-hmm. been watching like teenager shows but right, um from though. disney i i loved lizzie mcguire that was a big one for me um nice. did you ever watch that my sisters did i didn't yeah i'm trying to even stevens 
Nope. Even Stevens. And then, yeah, I mean, I got into the Hannah Montana stuff, I guess, for a little bit, but... Mm, yeah, I mean, dude, I could cycle through. I could cycle through. I'd say t- top level, like I don't know, Fairly Odd Parents, Drake and Josh, oh, Fairly Odd um, Parents, good one for Disney. A Sweet Life is Zach and Cody. Not, I really can't think of too many for for Disney. That's fair. I think that was like a cable channel, and I didn't know Nickelodeon. Or, well, Nickelodeon was cable channel too, but I think yeah. We did. Nickelodeon had a lot of good cartoons, though. Like totally, totally. Sure. Like I love. I, it's older, but I like the Angry Beavers. I love the Angry Beavers. Did you theme. watch Hey Cat Arnold? Dogs. I hate Arnold. It's so stupid. Hey I Arnold, mm-hmm. that's awful. So stupid. Don't I only remember that one episode where hey they Arnold. made that giant pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Did you ever watch uh, Our Real Monsters? I did because my twin sister Tanya liked it a lot. Oh, I could but totally I that. don't I don't like Hot Real Monsters. Aww. I was more um in volume I probably watch more Rugrats. Like oh, you, would yes. th- you would think that Rugrats would be my favorite show, but I like <laughs> I like it, but I hate it a lot too. Like yeah. There's a lot of cartoons that I revisit, but I used to watch Rugrats all the time as a kid, but you couldn't pay me to watch that now. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, I mean those are like thinking about some of those shows and how those influenced us. Again, I feel like that's just kind of been a reoccurring theme throughout this whole episode as well. What do you kind of take away from it, David? Um okay, I have two things. One funny, one not. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess they're both funny. Uh but, but one why does Toes and feet come into this conversation so much. Oh my god, what the fuck? All the Nickelodeon shows. Dan Schneider <laughs> loves the feet. Loves oh them. Oh my god. Oh Toes, my god. feet. Not think about feet for a while after this podcast. <laughs> the second thing, which I guess is a little bit more poignant, I, you watch South Park a lot, but in one of the newer seasons, Cartman gets a girlfriend and he says this quote, he's like, women are funny, get over it. <laughs> but I want to stress that. It's like, um, until today, like I really, going so far back, I didn't even realize that the Amanda show was an example of something like that. I put down here in 2016, Nickelodeon added the Amanda show back to its lineup with Keith Dawkins, the executive vice president of teen Nick and Nick tunes saying that he believes the show has withstood the test of time. Quote, people uh, have a kind of short memory with history. He said, by the way of refinery 29 quote, a woman being funny, leading content and being like Carol Burnett show is not a new idea. We forgot about it. Women can lead content and women can lead change. So I think that's very poignant. Amanda show. <laughs> Amanda is a, I didn't think about it until, you know, we did this topic that she's definitely a touchstone. Definitely a touchstone. And if you're a 90s kid, I mean, you don't know the, about the Amanda show. Like, who the fuck were you? Yeah. And I think that quote, you know, like you said, it is poignant. I'm not great at saying that word. Okay. Shane, do you, re- do you have anything else? You know? Bring out the dancing lobsters. I don't think I have much else to say about this. <laughs> cool. As we wrap up, I want to remind everyone to follow our Facebook page and our private group. Simply research into the zeitgeist. I, I would say our username, but we actually have to have a few followers before we can have a username. Facebook kind of restricts us until we get like I think it's like 10, 15 maybe. Oh. Yeah. Now that'll be a, that'll be a. 
blast. I, I know. I know our audience. My parents so. will like it. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but if you don't follow us on Instagram at Instagram slash into the zeitgeist chin, I don't think we got much else. No, I think uh, we are done. Yeah. On that note, I'm ready to get out of here. What about you? Yeah. Um, I need a nap. <laughs> what is it Amanda would say? Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to uh, go pickpocket an old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go <laughs> kick my car for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you, See ya. Um, oh, I was about to say, uh, Shannon, what are we going to do next week? Oh, so next week, <laughs> I got something special in store for you. Tell us, tell us. I want a little teaser. Yeah, we're going to talk about Furbies. Furbies. Ooh. Ooh. Just a little, like, I want to talk about it just for a quick second. Do you remember that Princess Diana one, that really expensive one they used to have? What the Furby? Fuck? No. Dude, okay, that's a teaser. <laughs> Boom, a teaser. If I've ever seen it, let's talk about it next week. Shannon, let's get out of here. See you next time. See ya. The Zeitgeist is a bi-weekly podcast recorded in the DFW, Austin, and San Antonio areas in the state of Texas. The podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, David Lonnie Waters. My co-host and researcher for the show is Shannon Bachman. As you know, all of our shows, including D&D 1 vs. 1 and the You Haven't Seen That Movie podcast, are fan-funded on Patreon at patreon.com slash WDM1.